0: Leading Jabs at the man. That's why I won't. I won't. I won't jump in.
1: You know he would. Oh, he's the
0: biggest we, boy we are of all time. We're rolling
2: episode twenty Jungle Brothers podcast JB cast. Welcome. Keep going.
0: Okay, are you recording now?
2: Where are Not son. now. No. Oh, now I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> recording. Yeah, yeah you're recording. Yeah. Well, Hello. We keep it casual here. Roll in.
1: We were just touching base real quick. <laughs> Catch, catching up on current affairs. There was a, a famous strength conditioning coach. Charles Poliquin, who passed away a few days ago. R.I.P. Uh, rest in peace. He was a very influential character, contrasting also. But um was big news, right, in the fitness realm. Yeah, huge. But and it was, actually kind of under wraps. Not many people know. I just found out inadvertently. And, and you finding out has
0: made me also find out. And so I'm actually not shocked uh, that he has died prematurely. Because let's just say
1: he possibly wasn't the healthiest health and fitness leader in the world. He was a performance guy, right? He was very much about the now. The light that burns twice as bright burns half as long. Oh! If anyone can tell me what movie that's from, I will give you fifty bucks. You can consider it till the end of the show if you like. Okay.
2: I know the answer is somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah? <laughs> yeah, give me your best.
1: Dirty dancing. Three kids I could tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> Footloose. Does Joey, no, this what are your other favourites? <laughs> Does Joey only have like a three movie? <laughs> you yes. must have confused me with your father. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, probably look around the same age. <laughs> 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 He's feeling <laughs> because I just showed the photo. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, me that, that,
0: that face is Charles Poliquin relaxed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that look when you when you power clean,
2: your, big weight in your, that face. Your PR, just, like for big the, you just, just
1: for the people out there. I've just shown yeah. a photo of, of Tiora, It was it was mid lift. He was he was lifting <laughs> some kind of extremely heavy weight, at least fifty kilos. And he's, he's there's, a, there's a look of effort in the face. Yeah, and he's compression forehead veins. Yeah. Uh, everyone looks like that at some point. He just does that extra special. Mm. And mm. It, it was captured on camera, yeah,
0: which but is cool. Wow. And that's Pollockin's resting that's face. That's his face. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the
1: kind of pressure you do when you're doing a 50 kilo Turkish get up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <It's> true. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got JT in the house. Oh, do we need to do any intro bit? It's the Jungle Brothers show. We're out at 15 Underwood Avenue in Botany. Yep. You guys already know that. junglebrothers.com. If you want to get in touch, you can, you can drop us a line right there on our website um we're doing all the good work out here fight lift move but we've got a a good old buddy of of ours and of mine in particular jt in the house today jt welcome to the show
0: thank you very much gentlemen hey. thank you for having me welcome i welcome. feel like the, Hi. the fourth of the brothers maybe like a closely yeah. related cousin that hangs out a lot with you guys because i had irresponsible parents and so now I'm just kind of part of the fan.
1: Yeah, bro, for sure. <laughs> You're part of the the Melbourne affiliation. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if we could do it, uh, yeah, we we do. I'd be the Melbourne JB brother. Do you reckon you could give us like a little intro, like who, who you are? Yeah, we def- do. Definitely, definitely. Well,
0: I'm basically a cultural change agent sent here to revolutionise the world. No, um, I'm a personal trainer, and I've done that for as long as it as as long as it goes. So I started personal training back in. Two thousand and two, two thousand one. So yeah, I was I was in the PT thing before it was cool. I like to say that because no one was really doing it then. Um, yeah, and also always done martial arts. So the biggest factor in my life changed my life is uh, I started taekwondo at a young age, um, and all the stuff I learned from martial arts changed my life, and enabled me to be a fit, strong human, disciplined human. And then later down the track, I found Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So my constant love of health and fitness and all things hard work, uh, maybe it's just a in me, has um, led me down the Jiu-Jitsu path. So, and that's where you come in, Mr. Joseph.
1: Yeah, that's how we met, right? I
0: had people coming up to me at comps in Melbourne being like, um. Oh, uh, do you know, are you Joe? Do you know, do you know Joe? <laughs> I was like,
1: no, what are you talking about? Are you Joe's
2: brother?
0: Are you Joe's brother? I was like, no. And they're like, uh, are you a personal trainer that also does kettlebell training and does jujitsu? jitsu And I'm like, yes. <laughs> they're like, oh, confusing. But then I feel that maybe someone had said something, maybe something similar to I, you. I had the exact same questions. Yeah. And people was, oh, do you know that guy? And then the moments and time coalesced. I believe it was at an Abu Dhabi trials in Sydney and uh they someone from dojo was like wait 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 wait! joey's here you're here we have to get a photo of you two together this is gonna (laughs) this will be strange the world's gonna melt and i remember there was there was a definite well the space-time continuum continuum of my mind tour because i was (laughs) like i recognize this guy hang on slightly better looking version of myself (laughs) this is this is confronting but then from there we started to catch up and hang out and jiu-jitsu and also strength conditioning work and yeah and and so the relationship starts and funnily enough we we even though we competed the same bracket we're physically basically the same human we never actually fought each other mm, i was quite competition. thankful for that so was i that was be there's definitely going to be some you know double impact yeah, type would have been like step brothers yes yeah. <laughs> 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 may have been no jiu-jitsu uh taught at all but what's cool i think is ...having been in different spaces at different times... ...we've learnt different things... ...but ended up on similar journeys. And you here... ...with the Jungle Brothers movement... ...which is awesome. So Tiora and Paulie... Mm-hmm. ...I've had the pleasure of being able to be welcome here... ...and, and see what you guys are doing from afar... ...and kind of, uh, you know, quietly fan out on that business. And yeah, like I, you know, I'm, I'm at the Richmond gym in, in uh, Melbourne and a lot of what we do there isn't too dissimilar from what you guys do. It's probably not as cool, I'll be honest, because the owner... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no, because James Ross is a sports scientist <laughs> and he's a clinical head and he, everything for him is about the science and so that makes it boring. But the training is awesome and it's very well periodized and we have an awesome community. Everyone there is really nice. We don't have mirrors. We have free space. And it's all about not how you look, it's about what you can do. So yeah. we're about taking regular people and making them more awesome to so be stronger, fitter, more mobile, healthier people, you know. So that's what we do on a regular basis. And I see we could probably definitely, I feel we could take a lot of cues from your book in terms of community and the cohesiveness within the people. Because that's why I love seeing with you guys with Jungle Brothers is the the events and the the JB games and and all this kind of uh-huh. thing you know like that's that's really awesome and i feel like what we're lacking a lot in the society in gyms now is this individualistic culture where we put on the body beats by dre we get in our zone we take our pre workout and our adderall and we just pound on the treadmill and don't look at anyone then do our posing routine then wear our very overpriced bodybuilding boots put on our special weight belt and do very light deadlifts, and don't look at anyone, and don't talk to anyone, and then the bodybuilding
2: chin. has boots?
1: Yeah, bro. <laughs> right yeah, away. Are they kind of like the wrestler's boots that the yeah, bodybuilders yeah, very, like to wear? very Chad similar. Chad used to wear those. Very similar. Like pumps. Yeah. Like pumps? Yeah, similar. Like Reebok pumpy
3: kind of looking. Yeah, things. but
1: but no sole, like just... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah Who used to wear them? Chad. Like uh, the little uh, ankle high. Yeah, little yeah, yeah, Flat sole kind of wrestler yeah. shoes. And yeah. they
2: train in it, or is it for yeah. posing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it your calves look extra big, because they're very... Tight. There's no heel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. yeah,
0: But I feel like there's a big element of that which is posing <laughs> But what I love is the community You guys are, are really spot on with that And I admire that about you guys And I feel like that's the best thing about martial arts as well Is being in touch with this community So totally. very pleased to be here Thank you gentlemen um, To be on here because you've had lots of esteemed guests And I hope to um,
1: bring some raucousness Deliver some shit. That's what I want to do. Sick. So, man, I, I guess there's a few different areas of like you that that I that I thought would be cool, f- you know, to talk on today. And obviously, the martial arts is a, is a is a part of that because you're very in that world. Um, the other the other side of things that I that really strikes me about you that I think would be very interesting for the people is your level of energy and your motivation <laughs> and your just yeah. general kind of froth on, on <laughs> life. And I, I guess I wanted to, to maybe pick your brain a little bit on, on how that came about and how, how you cultivate it and that, you know, how, that is, how that came to be a part of your life that you, that you sustain. Okay,
0: fun times. Well, I think the difficulty is I definitely come from a place of not like anti-motivation. So I was an athletic kid. I was actually chubby, fat and not no orientation towards sport. Because my mum was very much like, do the school, do the grades, do the homework, life will be okay for you. Uh, and it wasn't. And I got bullied and I wasn't cool and I got left out a lot and I just wanted to be included. You know, everyone wants to be a part of something. So, <laughs> funny story, when they'd pick soccer teams, they would go a man short. So, you know, like ultimate fighter and they, they have the last guy picked. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually not be included in the show other than I'd be the guy who just didn't get picked.
1: And and someone with
0: one team would be (laughs) they'd go a man short, so I couldn't play rather than you. Then have me. Oh, bro, (laughs) This a pretty harsh, right? (laughs) That's heavy. (laughs) And but (laughs) it's so rough. The schoolyard, right? And I used to get beat down regularly. The school nurse knew me really well, Miss Sarmatage. She'd be like, Oh, what is it this time? Stephen Steen punched me in the nose again. (laughs) Shout out Stephen Steen, Stephen Steen. I'm coming for you, bro. You You know me now. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, obviously he's listening to this podcast, but um, but yeah, it was tough, man, and and all I had was nerd powers. I just had my intelligence, and I could learn. I was nerdy, and yeah, m- obviously motivated by, you know, the power movies of the time, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, action films, Bruce Lee, massive ma- massive inspiration for me, and Ninja Turtles. Oh, Ninja Turtles is what really got the me into yeah. I
1: remember Uh, I had that. That was one of the... I think I owned like six Mm. VHS movies and that was one of them and I used to fucking watch it all the time. All the time, yeah. Yeah. Casey Jones was my favorite. (laughs) Casey Jones. Two minutes for slicing. (laughs) 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 You guys guys remember that film? (laughs) Yeah. So many movies. Barely. (laughs) Oh, bruh. I was a fan, but... Remember because Splinter had that... uh, Not Splinter, sorry, Shredder, the bad guy had like a factory... Mm. Where they were like all the, the bad foot shit Was going on Yeah But it was basically Like half pipes Yeah like it was kind sk- of cool. It was like a skate park yeah. yeah I don't even There wasn't I mean it was a kids film So it's not like They were making drugs Or anything in there No it was just like Where the delinquents Hung out <laughs> Yeah But it was sick It's like exactly Where you want to be Yeah looking at it now, <laughs> they, As a delinquent Yeah
0: like Shredder Had a really good Recruitment strategy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except he had that Ultra disciplined Hard ass Tatsu Who was like Head of the foot clan Oh is or that head. right I and,
1: don't remember that guy
0: Actually I read up on him That guy has five black belts the actual, the, actor. the actual guy, the human, the guy who played Tatsu, has five black belts: like Aikido, Kendo, Karate. Who was uh, your favourite Ninja Turtle? Oh, man, look, i I, I got to say Michelangelo because he's funny, because he's really popular, but I was actually Raphael. I was an angry little kid. Raphael
3: yeah. was the Psy.
2: Yeah. He had the Psy. Right? Michelangelo was, just, was nunchucks.
1: Yeah. yeah. You'd
2: f-
3: be Donatello, Paul. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Donatello, I reckon. Pizza, orange. I mean, <laughs> <know, but, but, laughs> why would it be it Donatello? kind of like tell the me. geeky one. <laughs> are you, so are you'd you be, be bop. You're, bebop? You're the, the one that sure, looks like, like a pig. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a pig. <laughs> oh, that's, not, that's not your kids' the henchman. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd have to be Leonardo
0: Tiora because you're <laughs> the serious Leonardo. leader. Like, everybody, settle down and let's do what Splinter said. He's yeah. <laughs> he like, <laughs> got the tatami mat desk over <laughs> that's there. They the tatami yeah. mat. Uh, they're
2: still making those movies. Oh, yeah, uh, I know, but
0: now they're roided, right? So. It's not bad enough that like The Rock <laughs> is are. now the new Arnold. It's like you now have to be Pacific Islander and on gear to be big. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like how many men have that inferiority complex from Arnold? So they're like doing so much bench to get those big man You know what I mean? But when but now The Rock. It's like he's the archetype. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. Like I'm sorry, I don't, I hey, don't hey. have the heritage. I can't. <laughs> I'm just not that big. <laughs> big. I can't handle that much gear. But that's the thing. He's fucking Jack. He's so big. And the thing is, Ninja Turtles now. That's a, look, if I, was, if I was trying to be a mutant, that's an unrealistic body type. You can put a lot of ooze in a person, but you can't get that Ninja Turtle body type.
3: <laughs> the shell would be hard to accomplish.
0: Oh, the shell. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Unless you're Dorian Yates in the mid-90s, you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Coleman did half a good job at that. He did. He did, but look at him now.
1: Is he dead? No, wheelchair, fused discs. Fuck. Wreck up. of him. Oh. Jesus. I thought he was dead. Sad. No, no, no. I think we might have spoken about him a few episodes back and asked the same question. Mm. No, it's He's just, still going. It's that shout out to Ronnie if you're Ronnie listening. Ronnie Coleman. Out there. <laughs> no, I respect to
0: Ronnie Coleman, man.
1: Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that video, man. That still plays in my mind like everybody. <laughs> Once every couple of days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, No, man, I think it's one of those things that like I was such an unconfident. I had no confidence and I couldn't speak publicly. And martial arts. Doing taekwondo, traditional taekwondo, gave me that. And my teacher forced me to do stuff.
2: How, how old were you when you started?
0: Well, I was about 10 and a half. But my mum had a cryptic plan. At a very young age, I did ballet, which is a surefire way to get bullied. I think my <laughs> mum was just looking for a free Saturday. <laughs> She's like, right, I dropped the, 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 my younger sister to ballet. Yeah. God, my son doesn't do anything. You can do ballet too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I was in ballet when I was like five. So I was kind of chubby, but like, Learned how to do the splits. So had flexibility and some body oh, that's awareness. where you got your splits. Yeah. And then my mum's like, you know what? Well, you know what could be more masculine? You can do gymnastics. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got one, one set of Lycra to another. From like a blue leotard to a white one, I'm still in jiffies. What the hell's going on? <laughs> like, you know, there's not a way to get socially well adjusted. I'm like, can I play team sport? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> so like, but that's the thing. I had no core strength. I could do all the floor work. I could cartwheel. Um, I could do forward rolls, but I couldn't do any bar work. I had no core. And no grip, so I would always make our team lose. Like our team would go to an event, and I would always have the lowest guy get like fours and threes on events, except for floor routine. And so my team, even though they had really high level guys um, in the team, we would lose because me. Fine. And my dad would feel bad for me, and he would take me to McDonald's afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to make Stuff me, me full of nuggets. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> Just like, Don't worry, son. Still my boy. Yeah. <laughs> But that was funny. So when I, uh, you know, I got bullied so much and I just hit this critical point where I was like, I got to change this because I I had really bad self-esteem. And uh, I went to Taekwondo and they were like, um, what can you do? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, are you flexible? I was like, I can do splits. They're like, what? So I just did full front side splits like that. And they're like, "Okay, okay, we can work with that. Can you do a sit up? No. (laughs) <laughs> couldn't do one sit up couldn't do one push up had no upper body strength but uh, the mad thing was this is what got me on the martial arts path it's the, the learning problem solving in real time we learned this thing where you someone shoves you in the chest and you, you know pushing starts and then punching comes next and my teacher said look you got to stop it in the pushing stage and get out of there before the punching starts and he showed us this sweet little kind of trip move where someone pushes you and at the point at which they push you and they move back, you kind of knock their hands out the way, you shove them in the chest, but you foot trip them, and they fall over, and then you can run away. That was the theory. Anyway, it was this, okay, I'm going to tell this real quick. Taekwondo, <laughs> that was taekwondo, this taekwondo, kid.
3: taekwondo takedown? Uh, sort of, but it was actually from Wing
0: Chun. Okay. So my Taekwondo instructor Ooh. did right, Wing yeah. Chun as well, which is mad. And so he showed us this, and we just drilled it over and over again. Two days later, there's this kid called Chris, Chris Skilton. Hey. Forget you, me. Uh-huh. And he was like house captain, school captain, bit of a bully. Jock. And it was like some, oh, sounds like a jock. He was a jock, but skinny jock, like a running jock. Okay. Endurance but because jock. we were in the same house, Lawson house, and I was terrible at athletics, so I was bringing the team down, you know. <laughs> he didn't like me at all, and he came over with two of his friends. It was kind of like some Hogwarts business. These just kids that used to hang out with him, slugs. And uh, he came over and he's like, what do you got for me, Tomlinson? And, you know, I had like, the most unpopular sandwich of all time, tin tuna and celery on grain bread because <laughs> I had responsible parents. I never had jam or something that you could <laughs> trade. Yeah. I never had a wagon wheel. Yeah. I always had the soggy, healthy salad sandwich Yeah. and no one would wagon trade wheels. me. And so like, they, I had no money. <laughs> I couldn't trade them anything. And um, so they just grabbed my bag, they took my bag and he shoved me in the chest. And I was like, hang on a second because they're going to stomp me. I knew they were going to beat me up. And I was like, I think I know something here. Like, I had this little bing light bulb. And he shoved me in the chest again. I went, all right, there was a voice in my head like, you can get stomped again or just try that thing that you learned. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to try it. So he pushed me in the chest. I did the block thing. I hooked his foot and I pushed him and I nailed it. It was sweet. He seriously got horizontal and landed like <laughs> flat on his back. And he was winded. And he's
1: like, <laughs>
0: and his mates were like, oh, shit this kid knows karate and I was like, yeah. And I just, I <laughs> like turned into a Hulk. I just went so much bigger and I was like, yeah, yeah. You better not, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> And look out. And they were just like, F-. and so they kind of picked him up and pulled him off. And I swear to God from that day, I was obsessed. I was like, I learned one thing and it saved me a beating and changed my mind. I was at Taekwondo like six days a week, like every day I was and mom's like, you can only go if you've done your homework. And I'm like, homework's done, let's go training. And I was just like so converted. But at about the same time, my dad had started weight training as well as running. He's kind of having a midlife crisis. He's about 50. And he was already a runner, but he started lifting weights and making protein shakes, which were disgusting, by the way. They were like powdered milk, brewers yeast, and an egg. Holy shit. With water. Eggs. It was so bad, man. Brewers mm-hmm. yeast is very high in protein, by the way. It's 50% protein. But it tastes like dirt with poison so maybe <laughs> maybe don't do that
1: used to call it tiger's milk it what about just segue inactive brewer's yeast inactive because I've got some and it's like they're like the savoury yeast flakes yeah what's that in comparison to brewer's yeast I don't know about the protein content yeah okay
0: but uh, it's disgusting. I wouldn't do it. But the ones I got taste delicious. Well, then there's it, probably not that It's kind of food. like MSG flakes, <laughs> but <it's> not MSG. <laughs> If it tastes delicious, it's probably not anything. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, I just started copying my dad. Like my dad never said to me, do this. My dad would go running 10Ks and my mom would shame me because I was watching cartoons eating large bowls of cereal. And She'd go, go out there with your father. I couldn't keep up with him on my BMX. I'd do half a block and I'd gas out. And, uh, but I just was like bored. And my instructor from martial arts said, you got to train. So I just started like messing around on the kind of home gym bench and, and one time he caught me and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, nothing. And he was like, look, this is dangerous. You can't do this. You can't do this. You know, like, you're too young. And I was like, "Nah, show me something. How old are you at this stage? I'm t- 10 and a half, 11-ish. I'm like, show me something. And he's just like, oh. So I think he showed me things he thought I couldn't hurt myself doing. Yeah, right. So it was like a squat. Um, there was like a, uh, a pull down. Uh, leg extension, a calf raise. I don't know why he showed me a calf raise. He just showed me that and like a shoulder press. Strong calves are imperative. Bro, calf game on point. Anyway, um, long story short, <laughs> he said, Now you can't add any weight until you can do 100 of everything. You gotta do 100 of everything. And I was like, Oh, okay. Fuck, uh, like, he was talking GVT. He was, was talking day. volume, bro. I right was talking volume. But I think it's just because he thought that I wouldn't go outside of what he said. Yeah, which is not true, and so I after like I'm doing it every day. Like I was like 100. This takes too long. I'm just gonna add weight. So I just started regulating it myself. And then I said to my dad, "Have you got any books?" So he gave me like Reps magazine, and he gave me Arnold's Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, and then he gave me The Matrix, Professor Ron Laura, and um, Lee Priest. Shout out to Lee Priest. Um, he was His in dad that. was really going for it. I Man, think. he just because I was nerdy more. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't going for it. He was very.
1: Yeah, I'm picturing uh, your just, dad kind of like a. Like a parallel universe kind of Henry Rollins type character. Yeah. Just grinding it out like but, home gym. Yeah, man. In the is, hills.
0: But he's vegetarian too. He's, okay. cr- he's a crazy guy. Is,
1: is Henry Rollins veg? No. No,
2: no,
0: no. But I'm saying that like my dad was just like, my dad was vegetarian in the 50s. Jesus. So he, my dad was born in 1941, 42. And he was a vegetarian when he was like 11 years old. Wow. Before it was. He well, was born in Australia? No, he's English. Okay. But he's mad. So he just does perverse things. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, but he, no, he was very hands off. He just was like, ah, oh, shut up, here's a book. And I was like, yes. And I just started, I started learning about programming when I was real young. Started lifting weights and by the time I was 12 and a half, I was 75 kilos and as tall as I am now. Jesus, bro. Oh, seriously, I was a man child. That's like me last school. year. Yeah. <laughs> <I>? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I was crazy, man. I went from being the short fat kid to being the big jacked kid and everyone just freaked out. And plus I knew out of fight. So I was like... Bring it. I, was, I just changed my life. So when I came to high school, I just wanted to fight everybody. I was so like jonesing to punch on. Yeah, right. Too much did you, testosterone.
1: Did you ever abuse this, this newfound strength? Did you ever, like, did you ever find yourself kind of trying to pick a fight? Or, yeah, yeah, you
0: know? 100%. But not with not, no one smaller, always yeah. bigger kids, Yep. which is definitely not what I should have been doing. But uh, my mom in her, her attempts to curb my enthusiasm stopped me from doing martial arts. When I was, after I got my black belt, she's like, okay, you got your black belt now, focus on your study. But this actually brought me off the rails a bit because I didn't have that outlet. So I started like getting in fights for real and almost got suspended. And this is at high school. Yeah, high era. school, full testosterone, getting into graffiti and just being a bad, bad little unit. You
2: grew up uh, in Sydney originally, yeah?
0: Yeah, Penrith, out in the rift, west side, west of Sydney. <laughs> sure. Bam, bam. Yeah, what up, tire. son? Bam, bam. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you something <laughs> funny. Western bro. Fuck up like Yeah, us. man. Get that <laughs> shoe <shilly> up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing <laughs> was, I, didn't, I wasn't a football kid. I used to get beat up by the football kids. Because I went to a nerd high school. I went to Penrith High School. Shout out to all you nerds. Top 10%. <laughs> Yo, what, what? We are the 10%. Nerd um, Bash. Nerd Bash. Nerd bash all the schools around us. 98. Man, we had um, St. Dominic's, Jamison High, Nepean High. We had a lot of hard schools around us and we were just these nerd, no football having, studying physics type kids. Uh, except I would punch on. I just wouldn't back down. So I knew how to took a beating, take a beating. Sorry. So yeah, that, it, my pain tolerance was good. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. I started lifting weights in the gym when I was 11. Sick. I had a special note from my parents. I used to go in the gym. I was a huge kid. So they just left me to it. And since then, it's just been on because it changed my whole life. Martial arts and weightlifting. If I didn't have that in my life, I'd probably be in jail. Yeah, I'll right. be. i be 100% honest. Like as my outlet, like I had a lot of testosterone. If I didn't have that to centre to me, because I went back to martial arts when I was 17, it fixed it. It just fixed it. Like it just brought mm-hmm. me into line. I was able to study. I was able to be calm. Not that I get anxiety, but I get insecure. Yep. Yeah. So if I don't have a way to express <clears throat> myself, then that, that, that kind of brought me undone as a young man. So yeah, having martial arts as a focus and having the gym to blow off steam. And yeah, it's amazing what has what done for my life. And I think that that's a big problem with the society now, even though martial arts is still popular, MMA is popular, it's still really promoted to be like, no, 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 you need to get more savvy with technology mm. when actually that's providing a lot of disconnect. It's not providing community. It's not providing life lessons. It's just giving you technical proficiency, which doesn't give you life skills. Yep. I got so much from martial arts training and being forced to deal with people who are either confrontational or not, but just learning to deal with people. And that, that, that's the, one of the greatest things I got from martial arts. So that was.
2: Yeah, amen. Um, T, when did you start doing Muay Thai? Or was that the first martial arts you did? No, I started uh, with Taekwondo as well. What when age I was
3: six, I nice. uh, got, my, got my blue belt, two, two stripes, I think it was. And um, then uh, the, I got to a point where I felt really proficient. Uh, I went into a couple of competitions and I did really well. And then um, I got in a fight with a kid in my football team and he was just a fucking scrapper. Mm. He used to box. Mm. His dad used to beat the shit out of him. Mm. He was a hard kid and he was half my size. And he fucking bashed me. Yeah. I stood up to him and I wanted to use my taekwondo on him. And he just opened me up, lit me up with his hands. Yeah. Took me down and sat on top of me and just fucking Wound pummeled my me. face oh. Oh God. in front of my dad and he was spewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Didn't actually help. went to bed Didn't without dinner that night. My oh. dad was so pissed off. Oh. I like, no, it was fucking tragic. It was really oh it was a shit day. But after that, I realised, okay, I, I, need to, I need to get, <laughs> get <laughs> yeah. some hands going. Yeah, and then I sure. moved into some, some, some uh, Kung Fu after that. Yeah, cool. And then the Muay Thai and some boxing yeah. in the same place. It was all in the uh, Paddington PCYC. Yeah. So you could cool. kind of move around and try yeah, different geez. stuff in there. Nice.
2: But yeah. It was Kept a, you out of trouble, you happened. reckon,
3: in your 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Same thing. I went away from it and then got into a bit of trouble and then it dragged me back. It's kind of like an anchor, you mm. know? You've got somewhere where you can go, where you can like, it's still accepted accept it as pretty cool. So if you are hanging out with some bad dudes and they're doing bad things, you can say, oh no, I'm off to
1: training and they'll yeah, that. they'll respect it's it. true. You they don't get train. a hard time for no. it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So you could still stay in the stay In the, in crew. the clique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you become like street cred for them then, right? Yeah. yeah cause cause oh yeah. Fight. He's doing training. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a fucking ass kicker. He's a yeah. fighter. Yeah. He's yeah. an actual fighter. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that is a, is a way out, in a mm. way. Plus, yeah, the discipline side and just getting beat up. It's yep. always a really good way to ground you, you know, mm. and realise that you just don't know who someone is, what they, they're capable of doing, and then learning how to turn that into respect for another
1: human, you know. Mm. All of that. It's yeah, good. Definitely, I agree with you there. Yeah, it's pretty big. Hey, and those, those lessons are like... You don't, like, we probably used to get them organically, mm. you know, right? Like, I don't know, just, you see even, like, kids that grow up in rural areas, yeah. like, they have a lot more exposure to those kinds of... Oh, mate, of I lived in sort of Dubbo for a year.
0: So, I used to talk a of smack when I was 14, and then we moved out to Dubbo. Now, back in the day, this is Dubbo in 1998. Yeah, 97, And, my God, you got punched in the mouth for just being like, oh, yesterday I went to the movies. No, you didn't, you're showboating. Oh. <laughs> but you didn't even there wasn't even you want you go it was just on. you spoke our turn you got lumped and i, I was so, it was such a shock to me because it, you know there's a lot of posturing usually before a fight yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah don't, don't make come me come on yeah don't make me no these guys are just and the women too there was this woman named raywin and she had some hard brothers and she could box and she nearly k-o'd me she just uppercut me one time i was just trying to have a bit of a joke uh, but you know that thing where you're like mean to the person you got a crush on <laughs> yeah. I think she liked me but she couldn't express it So she always trying uh, you know, physical contact yeah, yeah. I could punch you but I can't kiss you yeah. but, uh, Man, she would, she would love me hard just round man. and pounding your face I fucking yeah. love you so much <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no man, I just learned to shut the fuck up Yeah When I came back from Dubbo, I was hard. I'd shut up a lot more I didn't talk Because I just, I, just I just got beat I got beat down by everybody. I mean, I could fight, but also my mum was um, the coordinator, the TAFE coordinator. And my mum was like, it looks so bad for me. You're in detention all the time. I'm like, I didn't do anything. They're attacking me. I don't, uh, you know. But uh, it's just one of those things that, like, when you get punched in the mouth, you learn to shut your mouth. Yeah. And I'm not saying violence is the way, but I'm saying that, like, for a lot of people, there is no immediate consequence for. Being out of line or whatever, and I'm not saying we need to discipline people, but I'm saying that, like, man, that's some staunch feedback.
1: Yeah, totally. It's real time.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't go down so well. That thing about going to the movies. i better not bring that up. Yeah, your <laughs>
1: actions yeah. will have
2: a consequence. Yeah, it's very easy to understand because <laughs> the body recognises pain, but and is, yeah. it's harder to to read how some, you know, yeah, yeah someone's words, like, oh. That, yeah. When you get hit, it's like yeah, it's I like learned something by an electric fence. Did you yeah. did
1: you, you have of any of those? Um, did you have any experience like that, Paulie? Like getting bullied or something like go
2: down when you were a kid? Mm, not really. Coconuts no. never get bullied, nah. bro. <laughs> There's <laughs> always no, a yeah. bigger coconut, bro. But <laughs> 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 it it's usually cousin eh? A. Yeah, exactly. no yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, remember th- I'm your cousin. Yeah. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Still give me your money. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <buddy> sandwich. yeah. <laughs> Not really. Oh, I remember like one incident that happened once. Um, we were playing a game. This is like in year f- freaking three or something like that. I was we were playing tag or grab one, two, three, or bull rush or something. I caught a kid's shirt. And it ripped his shirt like Ooh. right off his thing And he was an older kid than me mm. And he came up to me and was like What the fuck did you do that for? I was like clearly an accident And then he basically just ripped my shirt off oh, wow. oh yeah he ripped my collar off And ripped my shirt off my back Wow, That was, that was about it Yeah,
1: Just to reveal
2: this fucking Strip-toes. rippling Sergio Lavera life <laughs> physique <laughs> 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 Nah I was, I was a stick back then man there you go. Yeah, yeah. late bloomer. That was probably <laughs> it. Like, and it's surprising because when you asked me, it just popped straight into my head. So somewhere mm. under there, somewhere. Yeah, yeah right. It's been there. But no, nah, not really. I was everyone's friend. Nice. I was the glue between all the crews and all the little circles and the people awesome. in the nothing's year above. Nothing's changed, bros. Nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah. I know, career fence. It you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some interference. Let's
2: hold there. Oh, it's oh no. Fast. It's good. We're good? I just I looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> power, his chin. Right. <laughs> but yeah that's
1: funny right that like that that most people have had some kind of experience like that that state that's really stays with you forever like mm. you remember those moments vividly mm. and then probably like yeah fair to say they drive you towards the things that you get into and they drive you towards martial arts and those mm. and you know and then those things sort of help give your yeah. solution to them right
0: yeah. it's a, i mean it's a terrible thing when you feel powerless yeah whatever it is like you don't know how to fix your car and there's something wrong with your car. But then someone who knows, they can fix it very easily. Same thing like fitness. Like someone has an injury and they don't know how to uh, fix it or amend it. But then you guys have got the skills and the knowledge to be able to, to do that. And they're like, wow, you're a magician. But actually, you're just doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It's the same thing for, for me with martial arts. Like I just went, you know what, I hate that powerless feeling where, you know, someone can stand over you and you can't do anything about it. Mm. You don't know how to defend yourself. You're not strong enough or fit enough to do anything, run away or mm. fight back or mm. whatever it might be. Mm. So I've just really shaped my life to be as hard to kill as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah tell us about the. Uh, Oosh. Fix that nice. Tell us about your, uh, your triple black belt journey. Okay. Well, uh, so I have a black huh? belt in
0: Taekwondo. And I now have a black belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
1: Oh, s- oh yeah. congrats, bro. That's Thank a you, fucking huge achievement. Thanks, bro. Well, definitely. Just yeah. to give the people some context, how many years training? Of how many years training Jiu-Jitsu, and roughly on average, how many times a week do you think you train? Okay, well, it's, it's ten years? Just it was so it was ten years for me this
0: March. So I got my black belt last December. Mm-hmm. Um. And then from there I would say ultimately it's it's one of those things where there was a time in my life where I was training all the time. And then there was times in my life where I was only training four days a week. <laughs> yeah. But see, so, you know what I mean? So like the light
1: the light periods were four days, four days a week. Four days
0: a week and then the full time were six days a week, three times a day. Fuck off. In Brazil. Okay, so I went to Brazil early. i made that jump real early. I went, I started Jiu-Jitsu 2008. Yep. A year later, 2009, I went to Brazil. Mm-hmm. As a white belt, I won the Rio Open. Sick. Which was crazy. It just reinforced my self-belief. I could do Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. But for the best part, I just got beat down. I just took beatings. Um, and I, my father did Judo and he never got me to do it. And I always thought it would be really valuable to learn Judo. Now I have my black belt, black belt in BJJ and I'm teaching
1: I'm like, man,
0: I don't, I don't know judo. Uh, I, ne- I feel like I'd love to learn judo and have that proficiency uh, with the gi because I feel like there's a serious lack of um, good judo in um, Australian BJJ at least. I know on the world level, high level, many high level black belts have their black belt in judo. Right. Um, but yeah, Dan Kelly down at Resilience, probably yep. Australia's greatest judoka. He's a mate of mine. We competed against each other. I love watching that guy in the
1: UFC. Man, he's fucking great. He's the most
0: determined
1: human. He was all of his, uh, from what I can remember, he's always on the the wrong end of a beatdown. Dude. And you're like, oh, he's done. And then he just fucking turns it around
0: at the end of every fight. Dan Kelly is the most determined human that that guy is held together by strap and tape. That guy (laughs) has 16 years as an Olympian. Still the best heavyweight to really come out of Australia. Uh, Maybe he didn't compete at heavyweight, but I want to speak out of turn, he's also a super nice guy with a family and a wife, and he full-time runs a judo gym, which is the best gym in Australia with all the best competitors. And, man, he's just got the will to fight. How good. And it's great. It's a great example. I love learning from him. So I I want to get my judo black belt by the time I'm 40. So I'm 35. That might be a little bit ambitious, but... You have to start from the the bottom like yes. everyone else. Yeah, right? I'm a yeah. white belt on yeah. the mat, but I'm a black belt in my heart. Judo black belts get a <laughs> judo black
1: belts get a blue belt in jujitsu, don't they? They have to. They can't. They can't come in at white belt. Yeah, right. Yeah. So just break yeah. everyone's collarbones. Well, yeah, it's it's just not fair. Like because they
0: can't grapple. Yeah, they learn true. submissions. True, true. And then you've got some guy who's just like, yeah, I've trained for four weeks.
1: Yeah. And then they just ip on him <laughs> into the ground, <laughs> dislocate his shoulder, and armbar him. You know, um, I, when I when I competed at. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before. It's a little bit gross, but I'm just going to lay it that's out That's cool. Put it out there. Uh, <laughs> I competed in the Asian, the Asian Championships for jiu-jitsu. And I, I, I'd been in the game for about a year and a bit. And I just got my blue belt. Oh, And I, I'd already enrolled. I'd already like registered for the comp, I think. And then I got the blue belt. And then <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> All right, this is the thing. So we went over. And anyway, um, the, I can't remember what match it was. I won one fight by points, and then Mm -hmm. the second fight it was an absolute it was absolute division open weight. Fought this little guy, and I and everyone at that comp was basically a judo black belt. Like you know, I was just looking around, and it was like there were dudes competing there with like I saw a couple guys with like the their Olympic judo (laughs) geese on, like with the patch on the back, (laughs) and you know the way they were standing and shit. I'm like, fuck, man, these guys are so high level. Anyway, this little dude I fought, he. He, he, he tossed me so easily. Like yeah. we, we grabbed, you know, we both got grips and he just flipped me and I, I literally bounced on my head. Like he upended me up over his shoulder. I bounced off my head like and back onto the mats and got to my feet and we kept going again. And then about 30 <laughs> seconds later, he did the exact same throw, landed me on my head again. I bounced oh, no. and I landed straight in an armbar. And he just, oh, no. it was beautiful. And he armbarred me a, you know, and I tapped. And then I um, go to the toilet the next day <laughs> I, I shat blood for two days. Oh, no. Yeah, i even kidding, man. Oh, no. The guy fucking wrecked me. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it, I, and I was like, I was like, should I be concerned about this? And I went through all the, the appropriate medical checks. Ruptured bowel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like, man, there must have been some impact in that. And I wow. had no, I had like my neck and my spine was fine. Wow. You know, it's a bit crooked now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I was like, I still got video footage. I'm like, man, that guy fucking threw me so hard. You got footage, wow. footage of that? Oh, from that trip. I think so, but I, I, don't, I don't know where it is. Just eh? dig in the crates. Yeah, man, it'd, it'd be good to find. It yeah. was, you know, it was, it was just <laughs> immense how much force he could create wow. and how he could throw. So I was probably 15 kilos heavier than him. And, he just and, and he's mad. like, I was just sailing through the air at yeah. like max velocity. And so doesn't mean anything. If somebody like,
0: if their technique is so much higher, you could be 30 kilos heavier, 40 kilos heavier. If they know what they're doing and you're not sure, it's trouble. You go. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I take my beatings. It's great. I think the, part of the reason why I, I love jiu-jitsu is it was cool to go from being a black belt, doing something for a long time, and then being a white belt again. And when I go into resilience and do judo...
1: You, don't, you don't come to that judo club and every time you're about to roll with the... about to like grapple with the guy, you're like, hey, just so you know, I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt. No, no, Dan tells around. I'm a white belt No, Dan tells,
0: Dan <laughs> goes, look out, this guy, yeah. you should all know. He's going to beat you all down. Like he, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a little bit pressure from him, but he's also warned <laughs> these guys. But I, you know, I do what I can. Like against the black belts, I go mental. I'm like, well, if you can't handle me, then forget. Do you go super athletic? I go super hard on the black belt. Well, they're, they're national team guys. They're state team guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. And they play hard and fast, 100%. right? 100%. I'm, yeah. I'm there to break them. Yeah. Because I'm like, you, you, can, you can't deal with me. Give me your black belt. <laughs> everyone else I just keep it cool because I want to learn from them and I want to learn from the black belts too but they need to know that I'm coming for them yeah like I'm not there I'm not there to I'm not there in a, in a ignorant way I want to learn from everybody but there's a couple guys there who I know want to do me yeah. yeah and that's fine but I'm going to give them everything I got and that's fine because that's all I got right so when you're a white belt and you come to jiu that's what you do you just give it everything you got and for sure it's I the have, honeymoon period is the best I, I'm the gym spaz I heel kicked the guy in the knee <laughs> like oh <laughs> no. trying to do it trying to do an uchi mato I kind of did a not an uchi mato um, a sotagari tried to do this move and he stepped wrong as I was stepping and I literally just went pow, pow and just like <laughs> 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 just heel kicked him in the knee and he fell and he was like
2: oh, why and so I was like the knee.
0: sorry bro you <laughs> don't know who you're messing with <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'm like I'm just I'm I am the gym spaz, and it's totally cool. I'm cool. I I almost killed one of my training partners because I was going low key, on the 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 drilling, and the coach is going nah, give it something, and I'm like nah. I'm chill. I'm let me just get this. And they're like, no, you're doing it wrong because you're not giving it enough. And I was like, no, 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 look, like, let me just take my time. Seven in the morning. Let's be chill. And they're like, no, just give it something. And I went, okay. And I nailed it and I launched my training. It wasn't just like shoulder through him. I launched him and he landed on his head. Sick. And his neck crunched real bad. <laughs> Poor Carlos. I'm like, you okay, bro? And he's like, uh oh, can't feel my legs. No, he was like, all right. <laughs> he was fine, but I was like. Be, because i haven't Dang. got because i haven't got my technical proficiency down i'm trying to keep it on the learning tip and that's what i love about martial arts there's always some place you can start again yeah so yeah technically i'm a white belt competitively i'm definitely somewhere in the middle
1: yeah right I can Sick. I can take a black belt then. Yeah, right. I'm bringing the heat.
0: No, cuz it's, it's one of those things that's like there's a lot more crossover between judo and jiu-jitsu than, say taekwondo and jiu-jitsu. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> they're
1: like they're like cousins. Yeah, 100% for sure. And anyway, to give to give the listeners a bit of context there, the they basically come from the same art. They're the same thing. But the, but the but the the emphasis is different and that is that judo focuses predominantly on st- starting from standing and taking your opponent down. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of emphasis on the groundwork. Yep. Whereas jiu-jitsu, basically most of the emphasis is a little bit on standing, but most of the emphasis, like 99% is on the ground. Yes. So like that's a common thing that you see, right? I remember um, yeah. we, we have had, had heaps of judo guys come through like the gyms that I've trained at over the years. Mm. But you get a judo guy come in, you start standing, they throw you, and then you like end up on their back choking them out. Yeah. And they're like, I just took you down yeah. and now I'm tapping. Like yeah, yeah, a, yeah. yeah, and it's just a difference in the sport, right?
0: Yeah, and the sport has evolved. It has changed a lot in the last 10 years because the gripping's changed. You can't do two hand grip breaks. You can't do leg attacks.
1: You can't do two hand grip breaks. You have to do a single arm grip break. So you can't go two on no. one and break the grip? Nope. In competition, you No. Mean, no.
0: Yeah. Because wow. guys were so good at grip breaking, no one would get thrown. Jesus. It was like, grip break, grip break. Yeah, so right. it's the sport, and I, even the top-level guys are like, it's just not the sport it used to be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, it's just a different set of skills, and it's cool to be learning. I love it, that about yeah. martial arts. Yeah. Just the continual learning, this infinite, like, like doing boxing. So I did, I've did. i had one professional MMA fight, and I got pretty dinged up. Have you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, a couple of years back, and probably jumped in a bit soon. It was a little bit of a mismatch, but I couldn't get an amateur fight. So whatever, like I'm a little bit... How'd you you know how people can be like um, risk averse? Mm. I'm like pro-risk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: what is that? High chance of dying? <laughs> <laughs> maximum <laughs> chance of injury? <laughs> yes. High me up. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? How would you go in the fight? Um, okay, man. I got, I got pretty, I got pretty touted, like with the hands. Mm. I, got, I got two takedowns, three takedowns, but I couldn't keep the guy down. He was very good at uh, cage walking and that. Yeah. And he would actually had a lot more fights than the promoter had said. But that aside, I still enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, And I
0: think it got stopped early Because I got punched in the ear I'd already kind of had my cheek split a little But he landed an overhand right in my left ear Which is my collie ear And it split into my ear So I had blood gushing out of my left ear Ooh. And I think the ref thought he'd bur- I'd burst my eardrum Because right. he was like Oh there's a nosebleed coming out of the side of this gut <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't right We got a gusher He was like nah bro stop. <laughs> um, Which wasn't great but, uh, but to be honest it was exciting I, I was going to say it's the biggest rush In my life I've jumped out of a plane I've done highly Questionable things In my lifetime When they shut the cage door That was the one It's just you and me And one of us Has to go down There's nothing There's nothing more Frightening Exciting Real
2: The truth Mm. of the Combat Is right there I'm highly attracted to it It is It's sexy Like personally Like It's like I still think That I would like to Try that a sexy, sexy man. Sexy to. Sexy I'm talking prize. to Marco and I jing each other up
0: for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. It's, it's, but it's, it's a little bit scary because you get yeah. very badly damaged. Yeah, It's is the gross. damage, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you do boxing, you can do an amateur fight, you wear headgear, mm-hmm. you wear very padded gloves and it's very different. Uh, I think people really don't appreciate the level of damage that you can take in oh, a yeah. unskilled MMA fight. I mean, it can also be very boring. It can be division yeah. nine mixed basketball levels yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) like just nothing happens no one scores very boring everyone's disappointed by the whole event or it could be you took 10 stitches in your face tore your acl fought your heart out and got paid nothing and now you don't have health cover and you've got to go to hospital get that surgery and deal with oh shit yeah you can't go to work and No, no, no. So don't keep it real. Yeah, that rush though. But also, let's just keep winning, bro,
1: and just get to the top like Conor McGregor did. Just do that. Just keep winning. We need to not bring that up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's not let's not go there. I don't want to alienate anybody. Do you think that fight's even going to happen between him and Khabib? I've seen fuck all promotion for it and it's in like a week and a half. Yeah, no, 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 it's going off. It's going off. It's definitely happening, it's definitely happening. Why is there no hype around it? There's a lot of hype around it.
0: There's not much hype around it, I'm all over YouTube. There's crazy hype around it, what are you talking about? You see the press conference? Yeah, I saw the one press conference. He's definitely on Coke. You reckon? What? Yeah, man. Connor, Connor is not a lyrical genius, he's just really good at taking drugs. You Um, think so? Yeah, man. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it doesn't matter what I think. (laughs) What I was going to
1: say is. Shout out, Conor McGregor. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to me, Conor, good luck. Good luck.
0: (laughs) You know, it's like. You got Khabib on that one? one? Um, I just like. I'd like Khabib to win because I like seeing Conor lose. Not because Conor isn't good. I just don't like what Conor represents in martial arts.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not hating on his success because obviously he's good at what he does. I don't like his ethic. I don't like all the things around him because he really epitomizes douchebaggery. Yep. And that's part of the reason why I wasn't a Ronda Rousey fan. She was like, oh, let me promote arrogance and not shake anyone's hand. Yeah. Everyone's like, she's such a female role model. No, she's not. If you're a black belt in a martial art like judo, you learn that when you come out, you shake your partner's hand. Yep. It's, it's just, it's just acknowledgement. We're doing this together. There can be no fight without us. Otherwise, it's just me doing weird dance moves by myself in pajamas, and you can just do that at silent disco. Like,
2: but that's the beauty of the whole thing. Like, you got different characters. You got you got good black. You know, you got good characters. You got shit ones. The thing
0: is, yeah, but the thing is, like, if it's if okay, everyone
2: was the same, if everyone was was respectful, respectful and fine, yeah.
0: But I don't care whatever. I'm not. That's I'm not. I'm, a, I'm not here to cultivate the entertainment industry. I have my ethic based in martial arts. Mm. And that's why I really can't condone disrespect. Like, you can say whatever you want about a person, whatever, but you can't be a millionaire without the person that you're beaten on in front of you. The least you can do is touch gloves. Even if they said something bad yeah, about yeah. your family, you whatever. What i love seeing is when you see two guys who really dislike each other at the end of the fight. Yeah, yeah, that's They bro right. down. They're, they're, yeah, even if they're it's, not cool. I mean, that's,
1: that's the thing. They're not uh, cool. At the end of that... Experience and I've never fought MMA but like even after a hard role with someone. Yeah Where there's a lot of like intensity and you know some hatred in there full-on. So, yeah, it's super full-on You are so like relieved afterwards. Yeah, you can't it's very hard to not be Have Grateful for that individual, yeah. yeah, like yeah. what what rousey, how rousey was that was that would be so hard to do that Yeah, you know, she to, had to, to work actually really be hard cold that like level cold bitch of asshole yeah. You've just dominated this individual. Yeah, sure
0: yeah. and karma is a bitch so when you get head kick knocked out by a really nice Ouch. girl, that's what you get. Holly Hunt's like the nicest girl on the planet. She's the nicest human, so <laughs> humble. And so I was very happy in that moment. Yeah. I felt like karma dropped the head kick bomb. And also... You can come back and not be prepared to take that money and get destroyed by one of the hardest working people in the game, which is Amanda Nunes. Oh, Ooh, nice. she'll yes. break your face off. Oh.
1: It's my thing. <laughs>
0: it's my thing. <time. laughs> <Yeah, man. laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't fight I wouldn't fight Amanda Nunes. No, no, dude. She's but, um,
2: <laughs> fighting cyborg now, I think. That'd right? be that'd be amazing. Flight. Jesus, that's gonna ah. be really good. That's good. Serious business. So look, I I look, you know Hey, by the way, I'm a glove toucher.
0: No, 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 whatever. That's I'm, all I'm good. I'm definitely a glove toucher. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Nice but guy, yeah. no, no, yeah. I Nice guy, Photophilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
2: I, would, I would expect that. I, yeah. Yeah, no surprises I guess there, I, I, I'm such a glove toucher that um, it fascinates me to, to, to watch the display of non-glove touchers. Like that's what people love to yeah. watch that. Because they can't yeah, be that way. It's like, way, holy you know? shit, that's so intense. My God how do I be that way. Yeah, his ego yeah. is so huge. I'm the same. I kind not, of
1: like, I kind of appreciate it from the spectacle. Yeah, 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 yeah but the that's see, everybody that's wants spectacle,
0: but like, come on now, like Hey, don't hate on spectacle, bro. No, I'm not hating on spectacle. I'm just saying that you have choices in life. Right? Yeah. And how you communicate yourself to the world is right there. So you might only have one opportunity to be in front of how many million people and how you conduct yourself is like how it was written, right? And people may not remember that, but it's on you. You go to bed at night, you deal with that, right? So I come from a place where even if you don't like someone, acutely, let's not go to hate, you still give them the respect of a human. I mean, I respect everybody as a human. That's basic. That's, that's just being a good human, right? Mm. So respect is given. It's not, it's not, oh, you have to earn respect. No, everyone's a human being. Respect them. And then, you got the opportunity to punch their face off. So do that too. Do you know what I mean? I don't think, I don't think it's tough to not touch gloves. I don't, I just think that's, that's, that's nonsense. And the ethic that came through, which was definitely the self-promotion of douchebaggery, which is Conor McGregor and also epitomized by Ronda Rousey. You know, what's great about Rose Nama She was like, yo, just be good people. Lord's prayer. Peace. (laughs) What? I'm out. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Thank God for that. Like not thank God, but just, I'm so thankful there's that correction. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, GSP, one of the greatest welterweights of all time, wouldn't even curse. I mean, he's a little bit uptight. He's French-Canadian, that's weird. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not he impressed like with your
2: performance <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me the belt uh, Get down on my knees belt. like that <laughs> it's You like do very well
0: <laughs> oh, Because I, I say that all the time yeah. <laughs> When my students try and show me something I say I'm not impressed with your performance <laughs> And they don't know what I'm talking about Because they're hell young and they don't know who GSP is It's very disconcerting But uh, you know, I always want to fight GSP you know, I, I, I met him one time But uh, like, I always wanted to fight him because we're the same size yeah, and right. he started as a bully kid, did karate, the whole deal. Like I feel like there's a lot in similar common similar line and discipline yeah. front.
1: Yeah, but I would curse. I know he wouldn't curse, but he <laughs> would curse.
3: <laughs>
0: you know.
1: Take me to um take me to uh I wanna switch gears to your your kind of uh the a lot of the motivational type stuff mm. and uh that you do with the, with your clients. Yep. Um, which, you know, you came to our one of our retreats last year and you That was amazing You and did I'd a super cool presentation for us It was a great I, time I
0: really appreciate the opportunity to speak to your tribe Yeah And that you would have me there and participate in that That was like an amazing experience And actually I'll put it out there right now uh, Small minor plug for my game that I invented Jugo Plug that No, 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 Huge. it's all good I was meditating on the beach You know when we went out to the beach and we lay on the sand Yeah we And I was, my, I was thinking about my life I was thinking about what I'd done. I thought, man, I haven't made anything. Like I've done, I've experienced a lot of cool stuff. I haven't made anything. But this little voice went, you made a game. And I went, yeah, I did make a game. I made a BJJ card game. But why didn't I do that? And I was just thinking about the shortness of life and our mortality. And I was like, I just got to make it, right? So as soon as I came back from retreat, I started actioning it. Oh, because you already uh, had the idea. Yeah, I'd already made it, but I parked it. No, 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 I'd actually oh. started making it, but oh, i parked it. Yeah. you know, and people say, oh, why didn't you do that? You just don't explore it. I other it's, shit. It's yeah. too hard or it's whatever, right? So then I did explore it and here we are now. It's a thing. Jugo's fucking taking over. Yeah, well, it's, it's getting there, man. I think it'll change the way people learn martial arts. Huh. I'm going to be real right now. Uh, we're expanding it and there'll be other versions which are not jiu-jitsu. Do you want c- to
2: quickly tell us what it is? Oh, uh, yeah, it's is. the I BJJ it is, card
0: people. game. So you learn sequencing like a takedown, a pass, a control, a submission. And at the moment, it's determined by the roll of the dice. So it's very chance-oriented. But it's very basic so that people, non-jujitsu people can learn it. Yeah. So it's not jujitsu,
1: but... It's a card game. It's a card game. Um, yeah, but
0: jujitsu, but yes. now the, re- the new iteration of it is there is... In the same way you have houses in poker, like you have king of hearts, queen of hearts, jack of hearts, ace of hearts, you do a flush, Right. A mm. full house, a run. Mm. Now there will be little icons on the card where you go Delahiva Guard, Birambolo, back take, cross stroke from back. That's a that's a flush. full house, right? You can't beat that. But there's only a five percent chance you can pull that out. Sick. But it's cool because you can that's actually so cool. learn real sequences that happen in jujitsu and it's separated into like white belt, blue belt, purple belt. <laughs> black, so you can do it. Almost like I said, you can use it. And a good friend of mine, uh, Mars uh, Ciccarelli, who's like a beast, um, purple belt world champion out of Unity Nomadic Mars. Check her out. She's a beast. She uses it to help teach as well when they're doing flow concepts. No That's way. Cool. Oh, she's very artistic. She's amazing. Check out her Instagram at Nomadic Mars.
1: Nomadic Mars. How do you spell Mars? Uh,
0: M A R S. Okay, I like the planet. Yeah, planet. She's amazing. She's really creative. But I, I will be taking it international. Um, Next year. Hell yeah. Where can people find it? Um, At www.jugo.net. We're just working on the .com. How do you spell Jugo? J-I-U-G-O. Like J-U for Jiu-Jitsu. J-I-U-G-O.net.
2: Sick. What you didn't mention was that um, it's also a really cool product. Like the design... There's a lot of meaning behind it. You, you've got experience in, in sketching, drawing, graffiti when you're young. It's got sick graphics on it. Right? Oh, you're very kind for of
0: saying that, Paulie. Well, I'm reworking the graphics right now. and, and so
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it's you cool. saying that. And we're working really on some cool.
0: art with that going around the card game. But I was going to say that actually really, I'm 100% honest sparked out of my meditations
1: at the JB retreat. How cool, that's really sure. real. That's what happens at those events though, right? It's so you, good, man. You get away from, and you get your mind clear. Yeah, and, and you do some new shit, and you learn some shit, and then all of a sudden, like the creativity starts to flow, yeah. and then the action takes place.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, man, like I, I, in this last year or so since that, uh, I've had a few things happen to me personally, uh, you know, ups and downs, and it's really prompted me to take action. And what I'm always doing with anyone that I work with, like personal training client, is really advocate for them to take action. A lot of time in our society, our society conditions us that there's all these rules and you need permission, all this stuff. I've never had a problem with that because I don't respect authority and no one could tell me. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just this repugnant, do what I want, shake my fist at the sky. But my mom, like the only person I'd listen to is my mother. And even then after a while, I was like, all right, mom, I can only listen to you so much. I'm going to go do graffiti. But I didn't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I, it was funny because I was like, I looked at society and I looked at government and I'm like, these guys are doing illegal things as well. These motherfuckers. Like, what? Yeah. It's just they got away with it because I had the constraints of government and, and, and policy and company. And I was like, well, I don't need permission. I'm just doing this. Like, I don't want to hear that. So essentially for me, I was like, I'm just going to take action. I have to be the best example of taking action that I can. So every day, I journal and I I go after my things and I do whatever I can to see what I want in the world. I love Buddhism. I do uh, Tibetan Buddhist meditation at Kadampa Meditation Center in Melbourne. They're all over the place. Shout outs to my monk, Dawning. He's always wording me up. Shout out to my girlfriend, Ola. For um, steering me in that direction, she's always teaching ah, me. Advice. She was
1: the influencer
0: there. Yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, do you want to go she's, on a meditation date?" She's sitting in the corner of the room, just observing quietly. Just got to give her a shout. <laughs> um, and she said, "Yo, you want to go on a meditation date?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Ain't nobody ever said that to me. But I already did a bit of meditation, you know. And that was awesome. And so that was one of the most positive things. It's one of the more positive things in my life, and. Working with people day to day, they say to you, "What do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, well, tonight I can't train you because I'm going to see my monk." Like, you got a monk? I'm like, "Yeah, he's awesome. That's a real cool guy." I mean, I'm not a Buddhist, but there's a lot of t- stuff to be taken from Buddhism and Tibetan Buddhism, and, sure. and and humility. It's all about humility and acceptance and love, and it's great. I'm still gonna eat meat. That's me. That's just me, and I'm not saying I'm not moralizing on anybody who does or doesn't. My father's vegetarian. He's one of the most disciplined guys I know. I love him to death. Um, but I don't have very high blood iron. And there's a lot of anemia in my family. If I don't take serious amounts of iron supplements and eat red meat, I tend to go really pale and die. So um, <laughs> so in the name of still being here... In the name of being hard to kill. Hard to kill. I'm going to eat that steak. <laughs> but uh, no, look, I like to advocate because staunch. Staunchness is a, a primary tenant of... Tenacity. Where I'm from, when you grew up, like it was like the ultimate compliment if you're a stauncher. Oh, I staunch that guy. Staunch, yeah, because yeah, I'm from Taunch. Penrith, right? So yeah. if someone got like stood over, they got staunched. We used to, we used
1: to, you we were that same like, big, yeah, that's, yeah. You know, if, some, if, if someone, if yeah.
0: someone, oh, man,
1: he's a staunch. If someone, yeah, if, if someone
0: fronted on you, and then the guy staunched up, like nah, and like, and you're like, oh, that was so staunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. it was like a real compliment for toughness and. uh re- Self-resolve. Yep. Like, nah. Because, you know, to staunch the flow is to stop the flow. Is that right? Yeah, like That's if someone's actual, bleeding, like you staunch the flow. You know when you get yeah, a right? kink in a hose? Yeah. And it just... And you get no flow? That's yep. a, you staunch the flow. Just like if you stop the bleeding. So to be a stauncher is to be a stopper. Ooh, I like to it. stop you in your tracks. Sick. So there's, there's a awesome. certain militancy and staunchness that I try and share with my clients, not in an aggressive way, in a... I will not be dictated to, I will not be bullied. Because someone who's been bullied and acted kind of as an immature bully as a young kid and you know, they say bullied kids become bullies and just learning what damage that does to people, not myself included, You know, I, I hate bullies you know, and I love to teach people like a form of mental self-defense which is you're the boss of you, no one can tell you what to do, you can resolve. If you think something's unethical, you think something's uncool, then you don't do it. Mm. Even if it's your big boss and, you, you know, you stick to your principles. That's the most key thing. And then you have that conversation. You say, what are your principles? People say, what do you mean? I just, I like yoga. Just, what do you stop? <laughs> oh, what do you get so deep for? <laughs> Does it get hot in here? Turn on the air conditioning. We don't have air conditioning. It's against our principles. No, <laughs> 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 but that's the thing. Like, I love getting in these conversations with people because even though I do a lot of small talk in my job, I like to segue into very much important things, and for the best part out there, not everyone has a community as cool as Jungle Brothers, and not everyone has that staunch friend. You know, you got that real kind of bossy friend who tells you what's good for you, and you're the, like, they realist, yeah. You don't want to yeah. hear it, but like they're on point, and they're like, stop doing that. That's BS. You should I feel do like that. I'm
2: that guy for some of my friends.
0: You know, they, yeah. they come to you, and the real talk guy, the real talk, yeah. and everyone, need, everyone needs real talk, right? Yeah. yeah. And what I try and do is be that advocate where they know I got their back, so I'm never going to encourage them to do something that's not good for them. Just say, hey, why are you listening to that person? Don't listen to them. Listen to you. What do you think? I'm not trying to promote a dogma. I am advocating self-reference. What is your philosophy? What are you into? What do you want from life? Because Mm. everyone's paths are different. Everybody's unique. So I'm not going to have the audacity to tell somebody you know, what you must believe in and what you must do. But in truth, what I try and do is ask the questions. that gets people, um, yeah, asking the right questions of themselves so yeah. they can cultivate their own philosophy because most people don't even talk about philosophy.
2: Do, do you do any, um, uh, any coaching, like yeah, life coaching stuff yeah. as well as Yeah, well, I, I d- a long
0: time ago, I d- actually <coughs> did Paul Cech's, um level one, nice. holistic lifestyle coaching and uh, got into the level two. And it's all very expensive. Um, And shout out to Paul Czech because he's still alive. Yeah, he's still still alive, still kicking. Czech Institute uh, Institute still looks healthy as fuck. Looks great. Respect to the Czechies. They they're doing good things, technical as they are. Um, Much love. And I learn a lot about looking at someone as a whole. Look at their stress. Look at their health. Don't just look at them like you are a machine and how do you operate. Yeah. Look look at their life. Look at their context. And that helped me a lot. And there were times when I was younger where I didn't have someone who could answer my questions because I didn't have friends or my parents didn't have those tools or those resources and I wish somebody like a mentor or a friend could say, hey dude, do it like this or stop doing that, do this instead. And I really promote in people to be that advocate. You could be that Baraka in the cup of water that is life. You just fizz out and everybody's like, yeah, let's get some of that good yellow shit. That's great. Mm you know get that get that kind of radioactive urine 20 minutes yeah. later <laughs> but you know what i mean like so you, vitaminized right now yeah just, just, <laughs> just, just, mm. but, that, but that you can be that or you can be the person going oh, how's this weather and how's this traffic and whatever like that makes nothing better like you have not made the world a better place and i think like there's a great book called legacy which is the, the 12 things we can learn from the All Blacks. And it's all about the cultural change that went on at the All Blacks when they were kind of known as chokers, like choke artists, like when they just lost to England hmm, by penalty yeah. goal in the final, whatever, back in the days. Um, and, and how they became this, this amazing, most winningest team, you know, and what they did. And one of the key things in that is they say, are you being a good ancestor? You are a thread in the rope of life. Right? When mm. someone looks back and goes, did that thread strengthen the rope or not? Like, Will someone look at your actions? Not that they will, but in 40 years, if someone looked at what you did, did, did you do it good? Did yep. you do it really well? Did you do it exceptional? Did, what did you do? And it's not about impressing other people. It's about just loving the thing you do. And when you love it so much, you'll do it great. You know? And you see people who love their jobs. Even if it's just like they make croissants. But they, man, they love croissants more than anyone. They love holding them up and looking at the little aeration pockets and the <laughs> crispiness and the, oh, you know, they love it. And, that's, and that, that passion, which we can all have for many different things, just feeds out and it's the best thing. And we're all capable of it. You don't have to be, you know, you just, you're human. We have this potential, but we're told we have limitations. We don't, it's bullshit. Don't buy into it. Whatever you want to do, get up on it. Whatever you don't want to do, Look at it and see if it is necessary or not. And man, I just try to help people remove the blocks from their enthusiasm and their energy and then really promote them to do the the good things for them. And personal philosophy and personal direction, like a lot of my personal philosophy is derived from stoicism and controlling your reasoned choice because that's all you got. You can't control too much of this stuff out here. You can only control what's going on in here Mm -hmm. and how you choose. And that's what you got. You got your choice. You can choose to feel good about it or bad about it. If you say it, it's a thing, it's a thing. If you say it's not a thing, it's not a thing. But that's very much down to your perspective, you know. So I try and definitely if I get a client who's kind of whingy and a bit, meh, I don't chastise them for it, but I definitely
1: change their headspace. And then just have them leaving him the gym, you know, feeling vibed. Fuck big vibes from you, bro. Bro. I think that's a pretty uh, pretty perfect spot for us to wrap it up. Um yeah, my man, where can, uh, where can people find you? Oh, man, look, people can find me on Instagram at JT
0: underscore Tenacity. Or if they want to check out Jugo, they can go to at Jugo Play, J-I-U-G-O-P-L-A-Y. Or hit me up on Facebook, James Tenacity Tomlinson. I'm <laughs> there. You can't, you, basically, you either find me training somebody, training myself or strangling somebody getting strangled oh yeah (laughs) tossing
1: someone (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) definitely but um no man i think uh i'm I'm very appreciative for you having me on here and just so so happy to see what a response you guys can engender in your people because you can have a great institution for people to go to but it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you galvanize people and bring them together but you guys have a great space and you guys are great but you are helping those other people be great and that's so cool and the the enthusiasm when i'm just kind of reading people's comments and they're like it's just that's so cool you know that's so and it's so natural and you guys aren't forcing that you're not making that you it, it happens as a result of you guys being cool so stoked to be here love to do more stuff with you guys and and definitely going to be hearing more from me on on that positivity tip and that that, that, that real talk. Yeah, that real talk, but just, just that, that, that
1: self-direction. So cool, man. Fuck yeah, man. We, we, we're going to wait out for that shit. We're going to get you back on the show because I think we probably got into like only a small little portion of, <laughs> totally. of you, right? <laughs> but okay. um, yeah, I mean, I'm, we're excited to see what you, what you got coming up. man well i i'm i have been inspired by you
0: guys so i'm thinking that i I may organize myself a podcast so maybe i can invite you guys down to be on my podcast i don't i don't know if i'll have as many mics (laughs) (laughs) it it might have to be like a bring your own mic like an mc (laughs) cypher where you gotta rotate on and then you push the guy off yeah and then (laughs) you call it yeah Yeah. him calling in jb paul and then just (laughs) just steps in and you have to rhyme the last word that i said and
2: (laughs) <laughs> I'm joking you're going to have no listeners that way man. <laughs> no no no
0: I think it's one of those things that uh, having, I love having really good conversations with people and, and I think the, the way you guys podcast is just like some really good open discussions so yeah thanks for coming on man awesome thanks appreciate for having you. me and I really appreciate it and shout outs to all
1: the, the JB fan.
2: thanks JT thank you
1: thanks for listening guys uh, that was episode 20 JT tenacity Uh, You can get us at uh, junglebrothers.com if you want to reach out. If you want to get in touch with JT, if you want to get in touch with us, talk about your training. Uh, We're at 15 Underwood Avenue Botany. You can also get our our goodness on YouTube, Jungle Brothers Strength and Movement. We've got a pretty dope channel there with uh, more content going up sort of on the weekly. So, uh, yeah, stay in touch. Check out our podcast if you like it. Leave some killer reviews and tell all your friends.
2: We spoke about a um, retreat... Somewhere in the middle there. We're we, having another one, yeah?
1: We are having another one, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. We're doing another retreat sometime oh, yeah. early 2019. It's looking like back end of February. Um, that will potentially be our last retreat at the infamous Karawang Beach, which is where we've run our prior retreats, and it's a pretty special part of the earth. Um, so we're going to be running another one there, details TBA, but uh, they'll be out sometime in the next couple of weeks. So if you're interested,
2: get on our um, website and sign up on the newslet- for the newsletter.
1: Yeah, yeah, get on the newsletter. You get all we'll the updates on all the shares.
2: Cheers, That's fam. Right. All right. All right. Peace out. Thanks, team. Let's get something to eat.